Hey, Star, are you ready? I'm a lady! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to Idle Days, the show about idle animes. I'm Sarah. And I'm Star. And we're back with more Idle Masters. Idle Master Season 2. Pew, 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 pew. Sarah, are you ready to master some idols? I already have, Star, don't worry. Oh, shit. Wow. What? Dang. Yep. Mastery. Somebody's ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I am the idol, the idol master. The idol master. 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 the logo. I love, like, the silly replace letters with other things. I know. I think the fun Wanted part about... Wanted use of capitalization. I think the funny part about Idol Master being Idol Master with an at for the A is you can't ever write it in Twitter the right way. Nope. Because you just start <laughs> tagging some tag random person. Some, some poor person called at Aster. Poor Aster. Poor, poor Aster. Aster. Or no, actually it would Adster. be poor stir. Poor stir. Aster. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I usually just call it IMAS on I'm, Twitter. IMAS. Or Idol Master or without the at. Idol Mass. Idol Mas. More idols. <laughs> more idols. Because, <laughs> you know, it's Spanish for more. So it's Idol Mas. Idol Mas. Give me Mas idols. Mas idols, please. Mas. Onegaishimas. Onegaishimas. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 10 out of 10. Oh, boy. All right. So let's get into it. Where we left off, they mm -hmm. just had a big old performance. And it went really well, Keep despite Murphy wreaking havoc. Havoc. Yeah. Gosh darn typhoons. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That concert got a lot of eyes on our girls who are less popular, who are not in the subunit. I know. that. I, I bought a bunch of Mickey merch. Did you? Just now. It in the in the thirty minutes between recording the first episode and the second episode, you went on eBay and just bought a lot of Mickey merch. Absolutely. I'm a fan. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> See, if this were a TV show, this would be the part where we slowly pan about four feet to the right and you get a good look at my four shelf tall Idol Master shelf. Idol Master we not, shelf. We don't have to talk about my Idol Master shelf. We'll keep talking about it throughout no, this we, show we won't there's actually a there's a sneaky asuna from sword art online in there because i got her out of a claw machine like on my first try but so she's I, a I one so she you know what same production company it works there's also like a stuffed as an ogre the one that you made me buy yeah because you were like starla hold this and i was like no once i hold it i have to buy it <laughs> which is her, me making her buy it Sarah's a terrible enabler. She, like, she's just the worst. Yep. Making me spend money. Hand people plushies. She just, like, we're, we were out shopping in Akihabara when she came to visit me. And she's just like, here, Star, hold this. And she gives it to me. And I'm like, oh, no, it's cute. I gotta buy it now, you monster. Oh, no. And then I walked around with a Zanuga for the rest of the day. Now he lives on my idol shelf. Zenogre top idol. Top idol. Top idol Zenogre. Anyway, Idol Master. So it's a new season, which means we get a new opening song. New intro. Changing my world. Yeah, so both of the Idol Master opening songs are really good. They they sound kind of 
All of the songs are good. The opening songs are especially good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like just kind of your standard cutesy idol fare, but like they're really, really fun songs. Yes, in my they opinion. are. Do you have a preference? Mm, I think I like the first one. I feel like mm-hmm. it's I just like the did did did. Wait, no, that's restart. I like yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I just like the I are you? Re- I don't know. I just like how twinkly it is. Does that yeah, make it's sense? cute. It's all twinkly. I enjoy change, but I like them both equally. I, I think. agree. Yeah. Okay, but yes, so now after the concert that was the f- season finale of season one, um, now all the girls are really popular. Everyone's popular. S- everyone's popular. So the first uh, bit of season one, or season two, we start off and the girls have a photo shoot. They're going to be on the cover of a magazine. <gasps> so cool. They're so popular. Uh Uh-huh, and you know what happens when you get to take a picture for the cover of a magazine? What happens? You get get to wear really stupid outfits. Oh, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Sarah, do you want to talk about the fruits? Well, it's just like a lemon kind of thing. (laughs) Well, no, because, like, they're all different fruits, Oh, they're all different fruits, right, yeah. I just remember Ozzy said it's like the lemon. Yeah, so, uh, so basically... All the girls are there, and they all have different costumes, and this is one of the few outfits in the show that's not based around an outfit from the video games. So each character has, their outfits have a different fruit motif. So, like, one character, like, Azusa has a lemon-themed outfit. The twins have, like, one of them has a banana-themed outfit. Iori's a peach, I think. Um, I think Chihaya's, like, grapes or something. Oh, yeah. They're They're all cool fruits. Now, now listen, cool should be used sparingly to describe these outfits. I think that every idol show should have fruit outfits. I agree with you, but we need to spend a few minutes talking about these outfits. So some of them are actually pretty cute. Like, I think Yayoi's is really cute. Yeah, some of them look like actual clothes. Some of, most of them. I would argue that 80% of them are just... Very bad. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> very, very stupid. Straight up fruits. looking fruits outfits. Oh yes. So I, I think Yayoi and Hibikis are passable. Yes. As like clothes. Clothes with little um, fruit motifs. Iori's is she's a peach. Yeah. And so her skirt is just a peach. Yep. And just so it's it just looks like she's wearing a butt. Oh yes. And she's also got a butt on her head. Amazing. Um, one of the twins is literally just wearing a banana costume. Because they're like little monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Well, so one of the twins is the banana. What's the other one? Uh, I forget. I don't remember. God, you know what? I'm going to look it up real fast. Hang on. Idolmaster Fruits. Fruits. I found it. Okay. So, no, Azus is not the lemon. Azus is a grapefruit. Oh. She's something, but she's not a lemon because uh, one of the other twins, Ami's the lemon. Oh, I remember it was a citrus. So that explains. Yeah. So Makoto's like a pineapple and she's got a pineapple hat. Of course, Azusa's um, a grapefruit. Oh, no, you know what? Uh, Miki's is actually my favorite of these costumes because mm-hmm. she's like the melon. And yeah, so she's got like a cute little. Cute. Yeah, her hers I think was actually really cute. Yeah, so you it's like even necessarily tell it was a fruit thing unless you knew it was a fruit thing. Well, I mean, so like the skirt and the hat are like green, and they've got like the white hatch marks mm-hmm. on them. Um, so it's kind of like a melon skin. Yeah, but hers is honestly really cute. The rest of them are not so great. They're um, amazing, not so grape. Get 
out. Goodbye. No, yeah, Chihaya's is literally, she just has, like, this black dress with a bunch of purple balls stuck to it. It is horrendous. Not the best. (laughs) Not the best. I think the most egregious is Takane's. No wonder Chihaya is so sad. She cannot, Takane cannot fit through doors. No, no. Because her skirt is a perfect sphere. It's amazing. She's like apple themed, but the only reason you would know this is an apple is because she has an apple hat. She has an apple hat, red shirt, and this like plaid checkered red skirt that is a perfect circle. Round. It's bonkers. Amazing. Everyone should wear these clothes. No one should wear these clothes. Absolutely everyone. No. Get out but anyway so they they spend most of the episode doing this photo shoot and it's very cute mm-hmm. but then <gasps> what what happened what happened what, why did what they... happened sarah well they got the magazine back but but they're not on the cover what <gasps> what happened but this is these aren't these aren't cute girls these are cute boys they're not even that cute and they're not wearing fruit costumes why aren't they <gasps> wearing fruit costumes those bastards they're just holding fruits they're not wearing fruits no one just wants to see cute boys holding fruits they want to see cute boys wearing fruits or cute exactly girls. give me the jupiter fruit costumes yes but yeah so uh jupiter is on the front cover instead yeah dun 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 and so this is our introduction to we're getting deeper into the into the rival dynamic yes. in season two. So Jupiter is more strongly becoming the girls' main rival, specifically mm-hmm. President Kuroi. Um, who yeah. has proven throughout the series that he does not know how to play board games. Yeah, he's just not very good. <laughs> he doesn't know. Okay, so um, Japanese... Um, Kudo in J- is black in Japanese, and so this is President Kudoi, which is like he's President Black, so you know he's evil. Yeah, and also they're nine six nine six one, so ku. Yeah, yeah, Q. Yeah, it's all a pun. It's all a pun. It, it's all like Japanese wordplay, and it's very good for establishing your villain. Oh yes. Um, but basically, he's the president of this company is just like this maniacal bastard. You never see his face, and he's always playing board games wrong. Often different board games. (laughs) No, it's like a different board game every time you see him. Because I actually wrote it down. Um, In the first episode you see him in this episode, he's just playing Othello. But instead of actually playing Othello, he's just got the Othello board out. And he's gradually switching all the tiles from black to white until it's just a solid black board of Othello. And I'm like, I don't think you know how to play this game, sir. he's He's just trying to turn it all his color. He's like, I want everything to be black. It's my color. Because I am evil. And I'm just like, dude, you don't, that's not how you play Othello, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun game if you play it right. Othello's that game where, like, you have a bunch of little oval pieces on a grid, and um, half of the, like, one side is white and one side is black, and so you gotta, like, flip your pieces over and, like, try to get the board all to be one color. But this dude's just not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And he's just playing against himself like that dude in that Pixar short. But that's how you know he'll always win. And that's his goal. Yep. His goal is to fuck with our main characters. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what he does throughout the entire second season. He's like, like he's there to jerk. be a bastard. Mm-hmm. Yep. It seems like he pretty much blackmailed the magazine company to use his boys, the Jupiter boys, instead mm-hmm. of the Namco girls. To just rip that magazine cover out from underneath them. And it's shady as hell. And they weren't wearing fruit costumes. They weren't wearing fruit costumes! How horrible. The sons of bitches! Give me the Jupiter fruit costume DLC or give me death. Yes, it's important. 
Anyway, so another important thing here is you actually see Jupiter for a little bit here, um, but it's important to note that um, the evil president is lying to them and basically saying that Namco, the main characters, are the shady ones. Yeah, so all of them are like, man, I can't believe that all these girls think that they deserve our stuff when they don't do anything and they're lazy and they cheat and they, they're better at sports, but only because they cheat. <laughs> I don't even think that Jupiter was competing in the sports. You only see them on stage for like a little bit. You never see them doing sports. 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 Hashtag sports. Hashtag sports. <laughs> uh yeah and then like so this episode ends with uh the girls opening fan mail it's cute it's pretty cute and they all get yeah. cute little fan mails it's precious just a little moe moment mm-hmm. the next episode episode 15 15 namaska sunday sunday so this is uh their tv show episode they have their own variety show yeah so in the in their new burst of popularity, they actually have their own, like, little variety TV show. It's called Are We Live Sunday? And they all have little their own little roles. Yeah, it's it, this episode is actually really cute. And yes. this does work as a standalone episode, it's actually. Very, yes, it's very much a standalone episode. It's a lot of short skits. Yes, it also would be kind of just a fun variety show to watch if it was actually a variety show. Honestly, yeah, I would watch it. Yeah, it's cute. Seems like fun. But yeah, so um, the three quote-unquote main characters, so Haruka, Chihaya, and Miki are the main hosts of this show. Primary colors. Uh, uh, well, red, blue, white. and green. Yes. Primary oh, yeah, red, colors, red, blue. hair colors, well, yes. Hair but colors, their image, yes. image color is red, blue, and green. Yes, but the hair color is blue hair, little red head, well, brownish hair with red bows, and then yellow yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of bounces back and forth between the skits. So I think like the first episode, we can just kind of say what everyone's gimmick is. Yeah. Hibiki is running very far. So Hibiki has the Hibiki challenge, which is, um, it's implied that every episode she has to do something else. But in this episode, she has to run from, they dropped her somewhere in the countryside and she has to make it to the studio before the episode ends. She'll make it probably she 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 doesn't Spoiler, she, she ends doesn't. up in like she ends up in bear country and they see a sign that says beware of bears and they're like hibiki uh should you be there and she's like what i'm gonna keep running <laughs> she's like I, i'm i'm good with bears she's friends and then later in the episode she's like running in the rain yeah. and she's crying and she's like where am i and they're like oh god yep we've abandoned her where is she mm-hmm. and makoto starla does she wear yes. a dress? She does. Yay. She do. She do. So, so Makoto and Yukiho are paired up for their little bit. And so they're doing the Makoto makeover. Makoto makeover. And so Yukiho is kind of running the show and Makoto's in different outfits. And so first they say, okay, so this is an outfit that Makoto picked out for herself. And she comes out wearing like this extremely fluffy pink Lolita outfit. Princess dress. It's just this princess dress. It's covered in bows. And she's like doing this cute little pose. And she's got like the little double peace signs. And she's like, yeah, beep, 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 beep. Mako, makori. And the audience hates it. And and Yukiho's like dark face, like get back in there wear these clothes instead yeah this is like the angriest you ever see yukiho she's like makoto what are you doing why would you betray me like this get back in the changing room and so we come back to them later and makoto's or um yukiho's just making her try on more and more like hot boy outfits So she's in like a guy's school uniform and then she's in like a punk rock outfit yeah 
and it's okay. it's great amazing and the audience is going ham over it heck yeah uh so then there's also uh yayoi iori and azusa so that that's the poor baby the rich baby and the big sister and they're all helping um, out little kids they're at a kindergarten yeah and it's really cute it's like a little learning thing Mm-hmm. And uh, Yayoi can't read. No, she tries really hard, but she can't. <laughs> she 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 like trips over her words a bunch when she's trying to read this little weather forecast, and it's like, oh, baby. But it's okay. Japanese is really hard. Yes, and and it's cute. It's cute. It's a cute little it's moment. Cute. The it's one cute. the one weird thing about this segment is Azusa's whole thing is like they're all wearing the little kindergarten uniforms. They're obviously sized up because these are not kindergartners; these are adults. Mm-hmm. Well, Azusa's an adult. The other two are, like, tweens. But Azusa is like, I think this outfit looks really good on me. And she does a little twirl. And all the dudes in the audience kind of, like, whistle at her. And it's like, ugh, stop. Yeah. You're gross. Stop. He's like, cease and desist You don't deserve to be her husband. No. She can, she deserves better she than deserves random. She deserves better than you. Random people who enjoy kindergartner outfits. Anyway. Uh, Ami and Mommy. Ami, Mommy. Ami, Mommy. They have, like, their own weird... Tokyo Sky Tree. (laughs) Into... Into Tokyo Tower. Tokyo Tower. Two towers. Yeah, they do two towers. (laughs) Thank you for the variety, Sarah. (laughs) But yeah, so Ami and Mommy, they're both wearing, like, yellow jumpsuits. And they're doing this weird comedy routine. Yep. It's hard to describe. I assume it's like charades or something. They're just like striking. It's charades with no guessing because they say what they're doing. They say what they're making. And the audience is just laughing their butts off. Yep. And I'm like, I don't I don't get it. But I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them, but I don't get it. Um, so then later we actually see them doing something else because they actually join Takane on her food segment. Ooh, food segment. Let's eat some ramen. Yeah, so Takane has, like, Takane Shijo's ramen hour, or something dramatic like that. And she eats ramen that goes up to the sky, basically. The yeah, it's ramen. like, it's this, it's this bowl of ramen, and it's got, like, this bean sprout pile that's, like, taller than she is, and the twins are complaining, it's like, this is too much bean sprouts. Too much. Too many. Mm-hmm. But Takane's like, don't complain. Eat your ramen, little children. Eat your ramen. <laughs> and then I wrote down, Haruka gets smacked in the face with a box. That sounds about right. And I, so there's a point where, like, the three hosts are, like, they're sampling ice cream. Yeah. It's like, yeah, these got sent to our studio, so we're going to eat them and tell you how they taste. And um, Haruka can't get the box open. Yeah. But when she does, the box, like, pops the lid open and it smacks her in the face. Haruka's clumsy. Yeah, she's clumsy. But apparently this is, like, based on something that happened with the voice actors. Oh, no. So I think you can, like, find it online if you just, if you, like, look up her Seiyu's name. The whole anime roasted her. Yep. Oh, no. Yep, it's it's pretty great. That's and then funny. this is the first, I think this is the first instance of Chihaya laughter. Because yes. she kind of, like, turns away and she's, like, trying not trying to laugh not to super laugh. loud. She's trying mm-hmm. to hold it in, but she she's not. And Miki, meanwhile, is just like completely ignoring what's going on, is just eating ice cream. Oh, yes. It it's it's pretty cute. It's, it's I enjoyed this episode. bit. It's really cute. Yeah, and then the last thing we see is um, they show a fake movie trailer. Yeah, is this what the Xenoglossia star? No, we talk about <laughs> Idolmaster Xenoglossia. I hate that we're probably going to have to watch it for this podcast eventually. I I mm. so actually. In the last episode, I said that um, this was the first time we've ever seen the Idolmaster Girls animated, and that's technically a lie. Technically a lie. 
technically a double lie because there has been an Idolmaster. There was an OVA, like a short one little episode animation thing back with like the first generation of games. And it's just a plot centered around the main three. But then, there's also mm-hmm. Idolmasters and Aglossia, which is the uh, the mech anime that just came out of nowhere and uses Idolmaster characters, but it's not an idol show. Nope. It's like the robots are called idols and they changed like half the characters' personalities. Yep. And it, the art style's not great. Not great. And it... Uh, 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 we don't talk about Xenoglossia. We'll talk about house. it in the future, though. I don't want to talk about it, though. <laughs> what if we just don't? What if we just don't? What if we just don't? What if we take the end of this episode, which has mechs? And just say that that's Xenoglossia, yes. because I enjoyed yeah, this so much more than there actually watching Xenoglossia. But, but yeah, so um, there's like a fake movie trailer where all of the characters are characters in a like giant fighting robot movie. And the robots are shaped after some of the girls. Like yes. there's an Azusa robot and a Chihaya robot. I'm just impressed that they all got cast in this their own movie with all this uh, crazy special effects. Like, girls are doing good. Yeah. It's like, dang, they've been idols for, what, like four months? They've done good. It's a sport. And they're already in a movie. It, yeah. It's like they proved that they're, they're chops at sports. And now they can be idols. Or is this just going to be your excuse to call Idolmaster a sports anime? Maybe it'll be my excuse to call Uma Musume an idol anime. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> Uh, that's for another episode, Horse Girl Anime. Technically idol adjacent, yes. but you, you know. But yeah, it, it's a pretty fun little bit, mm-hmm. the, the robots. And it's also fun because you do get a little bit of almost like a different genre as far as animation and style goes. Pretty fun. Yeah. I, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember exactly, but isn't Yukiho one of the robots in her thing and she's got a big drill? And I think she's the evil one, yeah. Yeah, she's one of the evil ones. Which is but- great. A lot of people are like, Yuki hosts the whole thing is digging holes, and there's yes. like definitely a Gurren Logan reference or two thrown in there. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant. It's like, fun. I've got a, she's like, she's got a drill. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so then that's the little TV episode. This yeah. is really just like, it's it's kind of just cutesy filler stuff, but it's, it's really cute. It's and by this good. point, if you've watched this long, you've got to like the characters, oh, yes. at least one of them. And so this is like more, this is just like, not in the sexy way, but this is a fan service episode. Oh, yes. It's like, it's giving you some fun stuff for the girls to do now that they are established idols. I'm so proud of them. They're good beans. Um, But yeah, so next episode, episode 16. Subterfuge, again. President <laughs> Kuroi is evil. Yes. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And then I remembered, ah, yeah, yes. This. Hibiki gets straight up kidnapped. She, oh yeah, so this is the Hibiki episode. Yes. And um, so the plot of this episode is that Hibiki is having a fight with her dog. Yes. By extension, all of her pets, but it's mostly focused on her fight with her dog. They argued with each other. (laughs) Like they're in the office. And what breed of dog would you say this is? She's like a big St. Bernard or something, right? Yeah, like a St. Bernard. Yeah, she's just like this big freaking dog with like this droopy face. Um, I forget the dog's name. But oh, yeah, I don't know. She gives all of her animals silly names. Yes. It's kind of cute. It was like Inui or something. I- Inumi. That's Inumi, what it is. That's it. Which is like Inu is dog. Yes. So it's like dog me. Dog me. I don't know how she spells it, but you know. Um, 
but yeah, so she's like, she's like sitting in the office and the dog's sitting on the couch and she's across the like couch from the dog and she's fighting with the dog and she's like, yeah, screw you. And the dog's like, boof, boof. <laughs> and everyone's else is like, oh, it's a, Hibiki's having a fight with her dog. Fight That's with the normal. Dog. Yep. And they understood each other. This is something that we've just grown to accept. You know. But yeah, so that's a problem because Hibiki and her dog are the main hosts of like a cutesy little animal show. Yeah. So she um, she goes there yeah. and she gets another dog instead, but that other dog just, there's no, con- there's no spark. There's no connection. Mm-mm. No spark. And this other dog, like it, it tries to pee on her. <sighs> no respect. She like goes up and starts petting this dog and the dog's just like lifts leg. She's like, come on. He's like, don't be like that new dog. Nah. And um, who else is there, Star? Uh, good question. Who else is there? Jupiter. Because it turns out that Jupiter are the special guests on this episode. And Evil President is also there, just like in a parked car with tinted windows. Oh, yes. Absolutely evil. And so you find out that he is actively fucking with the production of the show. He pretty much blackmails one of the assistants to kidnap Hibiki and leave her somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the forest. Yeah. To kill her? Yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. So he, I guess they like have to move locations and this one dude like pulls Hibiki aside and says, hey, uh, the producer wanted you to, I he wanted me to take you there separately. And she's like, okay, I trust you. So she gets in a car with this dude and he drives her off into the middle of nowhere and just pushes her out of the car and then drives away. And then she falls off a cliff. Like, like she could have died. (laughs) Yeah, like this actually could have killed her. And like back at the back at the film shoot, they're just like, well, we got to film something today. And no one's worried that Hibiki has been straight up kidnapped and disappeared. And meanwhile, Jupiter... They don't know that their president is such a jerkwad, so they're just like, yeah, this girl just, isn't even showing up for her own show. Namco like, is horrible. It's a bad work ethic. Bad Namco work ethic. Pro is just mm-hmm. a bad company. Meanwhile, their performer literally got her ass kidnapped. And then it starts to rain. <laughs> yeah, and like Hibiki, like we said, she kind of falls down a cliff and she's like stuck there and she can't get up. But Hamzo. Hamzo is with her, and Hamzo is the MVP of this episode. Her hamster. He goes. He runs back to the to the production agency. No, Sarah. <laughs> we Sarah, don't even run. Yeah, you're right. He does not run the whole way <laughs> because we get a goddamn montage of this hamster running to the train station, getting on the train, taking the train back into the city running through like the wind and the rain back to the like production company and then does hamster charades to everyone else there to be like little Timmy fell down the well little Hibiki fell off a cliff um but Hibiki's dog is also there yeah and, she's and like, little doggo realizes what's up mm-hmm. and she and Hamzo and everyone else run over to save her or and what we mean everyone when we say everyone else, we mean all of Hibiki's pets. And she's got oh, yes. a lot of pets, Huge including squad. some pets that you think that someone should not be allowed to have. Most notably, an alligator. Uh, you know, they're friends. They're all friends. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she has so many animals in her, like, 
small apartment, and they all come to save her from being pushed down a cliff. And meanwhile, and he- Hibiki has a moment, and she realizes is like, well. I she they they were their fight was about like the dog food that Hibiki was feeding the animals, and you find out that Hibiki used to just like make all their food like hand make it, but now that she's a brand like she's a important idol, she's got a big job, she doesn't have time anymore, and so everyone's mad that they're just getting kibbles, and that's what the fight was about. Mm-hmm. And so her pets come to rescue her. They make up and they make it back to the photo shoot, and. So the plot was, if Hibiki disappears, then Jupiter's going to take over as the main host for this episode, and possibly the rest of the program. But? But, just in time, Hibiki shows up again, and they basically just told Jupiter to go home. And also, you definitely get a little glimpse of producers stepping in and being like, hey, I know you're, you're up to something. bitch baby. You're a bitch yeah, baby. Yeah, because like... Producer goes up to the evil president's car and was like, you're a bastard man. That's not, what he <laughs> s- that's not what he says, but that's the implication. Yes. Um, And then I forget, I don't think it's in this episode, but he, later he like confronts Jupiter about it. He's like, why do, you, why do you hate us so much? Don't you know what your president's done to us? He threw Hibiki off a cliff once. And Jupiter's like, he did what? And then I'll, I'm also like, why didn't you call the police? Why didn't you call the police? She was gone for several hours, she, she it's was implied. She actually kidnapped. She was legit kidnapped, and just no one except producer seems to care no. that she's just gone. And also, Hibiki doesn't mention the fact that she was just kidnapped. She's just she like, doesn't! She <laughs> doesn't! She shows back up! And she's like, hey, I'm back! And everyone's like, oh, yay, now we can continue our shoot. And she literally doesn't say, this dude drove me out in the middle of nowhere, forced me out of his car, and then left me there. She's but not it's like, just hey, fine. there's a kidnapper at the loose. Maybe we should take care of that. Yeah, it's just... it. Well, we gotta end the episode. We can't have drama that continues That's past true. another episode focusing on Hibiki. No. Because she's not one of the main characters. No, because you know who Starla's main character is. I See, I wasn't going to segue like that. <laughs> but since you've done it, then I will do it. Next episode is Best Girl episode. Makoto it's a Makoto episode. episode. I'm going to take a sip of water do it because i'm thirsty for best girl thirsty for best girl (laughs) okay so the next episode is makoto's episode and so like we said earlier makoto's whole thing is that she is very tomboyish she's the prince character but she wants to be the princess not the prince Mm -hmm. um but she's like in a bookstore like looking through shoujo magazines and there's like magazine racks with pictures of her on the covers of the magazines and there's like some high school age girls who are like looking at her pictures and screaming and then there's also like some middle-aged moms type character who are like looking through and cooing over her pictures and makoto's like oh geez oh no everyone likes oh no all All the girls girls love me what a problem (sighs) don't you hate it when all the girls have a crush on you girls can't love girls girls can't love girls I'm sp- I I rewatched Madoka recently. That line is just as Amazing. ridiculous as you remember that it is. Amazing. But yeah, so um Oh, wait, hang on. I need to scroll down in my notes document. I was still looking at the Hibiki episode. But yeah, so uh Makoto 
one of her jobs today is she has a TV shoot. It's like an hour with the prince or yes. something. And so you would anticipate that they have a lot of male like celebrities on this show. And so Makoto is there. She's like, they say that she's the first girl they've ever had at the show. Um, but Jupiter is also there. <laughs> Jupiter's like, why is she even here? Yep. And so they're basically, they. Um, I wrote in my notes that uh, they accuse Namco of being scummy. Producer says, no, you evil president is also there being a bitch potato. Like a bitch potato. He's a bitch potato because he's, so he's there. He's just so rude. And you find out why he hates this company later, but he's just, a, he's a bitch potato. I know, but he doesn't even have to because Jupiter's doing good. Yeah, Jupiter's doing good. You don't have to, you don't have, don't punch down. Yeah. Punch up. Jupiter is, Jupiter is strong. They don't need any help. Like they don't need you. They're, we're a completely de- different demographic. Yeah, except you're idols and we're idols. <laughs> like, geez. Completely. But yes. Yeah, so um, Makoto's in a bad mood after that, and so um, producer takes her to an arcade, and you find out that she's really bad at video games. Yeah. Um, and so they talk a little bit and you find out that Makoto's whole thing is that her dad, I guess he really wanted a son and he kind of raised her like a boy mm-hmm. and that's why she's so boyish. She's like, I just want to like, be treated like a girl. I just want to be treated like a girl. I want to be a princess. Hey, producer. Take me on a date. <laughs> Treat me like a princess. And so the rest of the episode is Makoto dragging producer around, like doing various date-ish activities. They don't really call it a date. But it's just like you're gonna treat me like a girl for the whole day. I'm and wearing start, a skirt. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy a skirt. So she goes to a clothing store, buys a skirt, and like it's not a cute skirt. And the rest of her outfit is very boyish. Yeah, she's got like a hoodie and like a and like this shirt. this cute and like a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but she puts on like this what I assume is like a green denim skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not super cute, but it's okay, I guess. It could be. And shorts. she's like. Oh. It could be, yeah, it could be shorts, but it's a skirt and it makes her feel good. And so she drags producer to what I guess is like an amusement park. And they're like, there's like this cute little montage of them like riding roller coasters Mm -hmm. and doing stuff and eating snacks. And they go through like a haunted house. It's cute. Mm -hmm. Um, But at one point, um, there's a couple of girls I see walking around. And then later, um, those same girls are within eyesight of Makoto and the producer. And these, like, three punk-ass boys... Yeah, they started antagonizing them. ...are giving her trouble. What punks? Yeah, because they're like, hey, you bumped into me. You should apologize. And the girls are like, leave us alone. And Makoto decides to step in. Yeah. Like the prince. Yeah. Just natural instinct. Yep, natural princely instinct. And so she steps in, and she almost gets punched by one of these dudes, but producer jumps in front of the punch and gets punched instead. Yep. And you find out his motivation was, is like, you're an idol, and it'd be bad if something happened to your face. Which is true. Which is true, yeah, but it's like, I didn't have any other ulterior motives. It's just that it would look bad if you got punched. Yes. But also, the girls recognize Makoto, and then a whole bunch of other girls recognize Makoto, like, 
in the middle of the scuffle and the girl power, they all gang up and chase the dudes off yeah, off so, screen. So Makoto and producer are not the ones who ultimately chase off the dudes. It's the hordes of fangirls. <laughs> yes. But we don't actually get to see that because after producer gets punched, it just kind of cuts to them like on a park bench. But you can Makoto's, imagine. You can imagine it and it's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it's cute. And so like the end of this episode is they ride the little fair the little carousel yeah. and producers like the princess should sit in the carriage. But the carriage is the worst part of a carousel. It really is. It doesn't move. It doesn't move, it just sits there. Not it's fun. for kids who get motion sick. Like me. Or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Do you ride in the carriage, Sarah? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I know it's not the fun part because of that. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Anyway, so that's Makoto's episode. It's sweet, and her whole revelation from this revelation from this episode is, um, I'm okay being the prince as long as I get to be the princess eventually. Yes, and sometimes she can make other people feel like they're princesses, which is also yeah, good. that's her whole thing. It's like I will be the prince so that these other people who are fans of me can feel like princesses. Yes. What a it's good cute. idol. Mm-hmm. A good bean. My daughter. Mm-hmm. I love her. So next, episode 18 is the Ritsuko episode. Yes, Ritsuko. I forgot she, finally she was gets... an idol. Yeah. Well, she's technically not anymore, but she, yeah, she yeah, used yeah. to be. And this episode is honestly really cute. It's pretty cute. Here, do you want to talk about it? Okay, so Azusa gets sick. Mm-hmm. And now Ryugu Kamachi, they have a show. But they don't have their center for this cool new song. Uh oh. If only there was somebody who could fill in for Azusa, who knows everything about Ryugo Komachi and has experience being an idol. But Ritsuku's like, why are you looking at me? Please stop looking at me. I'm th- I've done this before. I'm done now. <laughs> but they're like, nope. Ritsuko, be an idol with us just for this one show. Because, like, Asusa gets the mumps or something. Like, yes. some crazy sickness. Yeah, she's like, oh, I have a really high fever. And you're like, please be okay. Yeah. And her, like, face is all swollen. Yeah. And it's like, goddamn, child. Oh, but um, there's actually, like, a cool bit of character development in this for Miki. Right. Um, she she gets offered the spot to be the substitute, but she ends up saying no to it. Yes. Because she- she's like, it'd be better if Ritsuko did it. It's like, wow, character development. Yes, Miki's self-sacrificing. And I think that also kind of is the thing that propels Ritsuko to eventually take the role in the final stage show. Mm-hmm. And you it's also, very sweet. You also find out somewhere during the episode that Ritsuko actually got a little piece of fan mail from someone who followed her since her idol days and now supports her as a producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it talk- she gets a fan letter that has a photo in it of, like, her very first concert and, um, like, a little mini live. Yeah. And uh, so she, you find out that she still has, like, a functioning fan club. It's not a lot of people, but it's, like, a handful of people. And the person who sent her this letter is, like, the head of the fan club. So his name is, like, Little Green Pepper or yes, something. Because her image color is green. Yeah, Ritzko's the green one. And it's very cute. And so she, they're practicing and she's very nervous, Mm -hmm. Um, but they decide to have her go on as the special guest and do a solo as the opening act for the show. And she's nervous as shit. And you can like, this is actually a cool scene because like it's animated and you can also hear it in her voice that like she's so nervous and she's monologuing too, but you can like, 
okay, we should talk about what happens in the scene. So the concert happens, mm-hmm. and Ritz goes on stage, and she's doing her solo, and it's one of her character songs. And, and it's, so it's actually a lot of people. The song is divisive, but I like it. I think it's all cute. It's very it's cute. All cute. But yeah, so she she's performing up there by herself, and the audience doesn't know what to do because they're like, and who's so they're this not girl? really they're not really into it. But then from the back of the crowd. In the back of the crowd, you see, like, this big group of people with green glow sticks. It's, like, Ritsuko's color. It's her fan club. They showed up for this and show. And they're just getting to the song because they know the song. Uh-huh. And then you see slowly, like, the audience turns solid green for her color. <sighs> so and she's, like, right there's, the like, she starts smiling and she starts, starts getting into it more. And she's just dancing and she looks so happy. It's like, oh, baby, and the, go. And the voice acting really is... Uh, like the strength of this whole scene i agree yeah because so i actually i've heard this before that ritsuko's voice actor is like the biggest fan of the series Aww. like she she adores this series and so she, if you watch her concerts if you watch her in the concert she gets so into it like there's a there's a video from a concert where she performed this same song um and everybody gets so into it and she's running around on stage yeah. and she's getting super into it and it's like oh she's not my favorite character but i love her so yeah, much her voice actor just does such an amazing job especially in this yeah episode. she's really great mm-hmm. it's so cute i love her so good but yeah so that's Ritsuko's episode it's very sweet it's i love it sweet uh next up is the takane episode where is she where does she come from where does she go <laughs> where does she come from takane joe takane joe Takane Ojo-sama. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Okay, so Evil President is back. We had like a brief reprieve from Evil President Burritsuko's episode, but now he's back. He's back with a vengeance. And he wants to make a scandal. <gasps> and what better person so- to cause a scandal than... This girl who has a super sharp eye and can tell when people are following her constantly. <laughs> yeah, so basically Evil President hires a photographer and says, we don't know anything about this Takane chick. Go stalk her for a while and see what you can dig up. But Takane knows that someone's following her. She, like, gets the vibe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, someone's fucking following me and I don't know who it is. Yep. But... Just by chance, um, she walks past a dude on the street and he drops his wallet. She turns around to give the dude his wallet back. And uh, he's so thankful that he actually like takes her out to dinner. Turns out he's the president of a record company. Yeah. And so Scandal Photographer takes pictures of this. And the next day it's on all the magazine covers. Takane oh, no. is going to switch. She's betraying Namco Pro and she's going to move to this other company. And so all the other idols are like, you're doing so good. We're going to hang around with you all the time. Don't leave us because we love you. Yeah, they get like super clingy because they're like, you can't leave. You can't leave. And Takane is like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? It's like, I feel like I'm being followed, not just by a stalker, but also by you guys. Um, And so what they end up doing, Takane kind of tells the producers, like, I think somebody's watching me and I have no privacy. privacy. Whoa. And so what they end up doing is they devise a plot and you don't figure out the plot till the end of the episode, but they devise a plot to get the photographer dude to come out and show himself. And then she shoots him. 
she pulls a gun on his ass. (laughs) So (laughs) packing up a little bit, Takane gets to be the police chief for the day. It's like a publicity And she gets a gun. And she gets a gun. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a real gun. It's like a prop gun, but it looks like a revolver and it's very realistic. And so... The, the guy who dropped his wallet actually shows up to this photo shoot and at one point, like, goes to shake her hand as the police chief and the photographer, like, busts out into the middle of the crowd. He's like, I gotta take a picture of this! And then Takane pulls the gun on his ass. He's like, stop right there, motherfucker! <laughs> and then she also does some sick judo move even though he's like, I'm yeah. a judo master. Yeah, so the photog- so producer tries to attack the photographer. The photographer judos him. And then the a uh, photographer tries to attack Takane and she flips him. Yep. Just like when we first met. Just like when we first met. Wow, I forgot about that story. <laughs> I'm like within a week of meeting Sarah, I poked her in the back to get her attention and she freaking like karate flipped me over her shoulder. It was a reflex. And it was we we grew better as friends. Yay. Yay, but that was like less than a week after I met you yeah. and then it's like Love at first sight. I think it happens to lots of people. I tend to flip people, you know. That's not something you should do. Uh, is it? No. Mm. It hurt somebody. Well, I was okay because it was on a cushy carpet, <laughs> but... Oh, okay. So that's why that guy didn't get up. Sarah. Anyways, so talking to the moon. <laughs> Sarah! <laughs> she talks to her moon family at the end. And everything yeah. is oh, okay. oh, but there's there's important shit that also happens oh, yeah. in this episode. Because while, yes, this is Takane's episode, it gets hijacked a little at the end mm-hmm. and kind of in the middle as well. So at one point in the middle, before they like flush out the photographer that's stalking Takane, um, they end like sh- Takane and Chihaya and a couple of the other girls end up at like this Japanese like festival, like a fall festival or something. Oh, yeah. And uh, when when Chihaya leaves, uh, the photographer, I guess he like lost track of Takane and he's like, oh, that girl was hanging out with the girl I'm stalking. I'm going to follow her for a little bit. And he follows her to a cemetery. Yeah. And so Chihaya goes to the cemetery and runs into her mother there. Oh, it's so sad. And we don't really see what happens in this scene, but the photographer takes a picture of it. And then later at the end of this episode, Evil President gets a hold of that picture and uses it. He's like, well, I didn't get to do a scandal on the moon princess girl, but I bet I can make this blue haired girl the center of attention. And then the episode ends with Chihaya scandal because like there's a whole expose about Chihaya and like the magazine covers like she killed her brother. And now we're Um, going to the sad episodes. Yeah, but so the the ending of this episode, the cliffhanger, is that she's so whacked out by this, she loses her voice and she can't sing she can't anymore. Sing anymore. Like she can still talk, but she whenever she tries to sing, she chokes. And Chihaya is the one earlier on where she's like, "All I want to do is to become an idol so I can sing." Yeah, Chihaya is the one who's like, "I just want to sing. I just want to sing. I just want to sing." And now we're gonna find out why, because it's sad backstory time. Yay! And why sad yays? And the next few episodes are kind of Chihaya arc a little bit. Yeah, she has like the two and a half episode Mm -hmm. arc that starts at the end of Takanai's episode. She kind of hijacks it. Yes, and then goes on. But yeah, so. the beginning of the episode is 
kind of Haruka reading the magazine. And so you get like this uh, narration over kind of some vague memory shots of that we've seen like sprinkled into previous episodes. Mm-hmm. So you like, you know, Chihai has got something sad she's hiding, but this is the episode where you finally figure yeah, out what it is. You find out that Chihai witnessed her younger brother's death when she was like eight years old. And it was yeah. because he was like playing somewhere and she was on the other side of the street or something and she calls his name and then he runs over to her and then he gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And so in like the sad memory flashbacks, you like hear her, your the brother talking and then you just like hear like tires screeching and then you just see his shoe in the road. And then all of of her backstory is that she had memories of like when she was, her brother was alive, him being like, please sing for me. And so she sings for him. Yeah. So the brother loved to hear her sing. And so whenever he was sad, he was like, sing, sing, big sister. And so she sings to help remember him. But now that she's the center of attention and everyone. Oh, so one of the things the magazine says is like, she didn't do anything to stop the accident or help afterwards. But she was eight. She was a baby. She was a baby. She was a small bab. But yeah, so now it's the center of this huge expose in this magazine and, the, and the everybody's worst part talking of her about life, it. Yeah, the worst part of her life is broadcast everywhere. And she, like, she's super upset of, over this, obviously. Yeah. Um, we get think. a. Yeah, she can't sing right now because she's like, they take her to the doctor and the doctor says is like, there's nothing wrong with her physically. This is all psychological. Mm -hmm. She needs to, there's nothing I can do to help her. We get a short scene with Jupiter. Yes. And uh, they like do the dramatic slam the magazine down on the table is like, is this your idea of a joke? Is like, this is how you accomplish your evil schemes. And Kuroi is like, well, so what if it is? He's like, shut the fuck up. You're the idols. Do what I tell you to do. You're just my pawns. And he's like playing another board game badly in this scene. <laughs> yeah, every time we chess. see him, <laughs> every time we see him, he's playing a different board game and playing it off. That's why he keeps switching board games is because he can't figure them out. Yeah, he just like doesn't have the instruction manual for any of them. I would them, like to see him just getting, getting more and more like complex board games. Like he ends up with like Betrayal on the House on the Hill or something. Oh my god, <laughs> he's just like just co- just covering it with chess pieces. Yeah. He's, he's like, this is how you win. A big, a big in game the industry, of, a big game full of risk, but it's just <laughs> a clue. He's <laughs> just got like a paintbrush. He's like just like slowly blacking out the entire board. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, But yeah, so Jupiter is now starting to catch on to his shady Mm -hmm. shit. That's the point of that scene. Yes. Um, So she, Chihaya ultimately decides, is like, if I can't sing anymore, I shouldn't be an idol anymore. And And so she basically holds herself up in her house. Which she lives alone in her own little Yeah, so... You find out in an early episode, I think it's like the cooking episode, um, she lives by herself in this little apartment because her parents are divorced and it's implied that they got divorced because of this family drama of around her brother's mm-hmm. death. Which and she, so she blames herself for. She blames herself for incredibly, yeah. And so, um, like, there's no decorations in this apartment. Most of her stuff is still in moving boxes. You- she doesn't cook. Mm-hmm. She just eats stuff from the convenience store. And she's just, like, holed up in her house sad for, like, several days. Mm. 
and like producers trying to call her everyone's trying to call her she's just not taking phone calls and haruka shows up at her house tries to cheer her up and uh it doesn't go so great yeah haruka's um, like stop ha- meddling in my with, with my life or chihaya or Chi- is. Or Chi- is like stop meddling yeah so haruka's sad she goes back to the office and chihaya's mom is actually there and chihaya's and mom so- gives her this little picture or i guess it was a sketchbook that yeah, it was the brother's sketchbook. Little brother's sketchbook. Mm-hmm. And she's like, give this to Chihaya. Yeah. And so what the other girls end up doing is all the other girls at the agency end up writing a song. Oh, gosh. I'm oh, God. <laughs> so we mentioned in the first, ep- like in the last episode, that there's a couple of episodes that make you cry. Oh, this is one. It's this one. God, like I've seen this episode so many times. I've rewatched this anime several times. Mm-hmm. This episode still gets me. <sighs> So basically, the idea is that all the girls work together to write this new song for Chihaya. And Haruka and so, also has a little moment where she's like, am I meddling to try to make Chihaya feel better? And the producer's like, no, this is why we like you, Haruka, is because you try to help everyone out. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Um, but yeah, so Chihaya goes back again. And, or Haruka. Or um, Haruka goes back again to Chihaya's house. And Chihaya tries to shoo her off again. But Haruka's like, no, I'm staying. We wrote you the song. Please we wrote you this is like so she like there's a letter written and she like gives Chihaya the bag and she like slips it in the mailbox is like I'm gonna put this in the mailbox but you better read it mm-hmm. and it's like a letter from all the other girls and um it's sheet music for a new song and uh the little brother sketchbook and it's oh god I'm getting a little teary just yes. thinking about describing this next part so they've got a concert coming yes. up and they're all like hey Chihaya we're not even going to doubt the fact you're coming to this concert, even though you said you weren't. Like, they put her on the set list, mm-hmm. and they're just like, we we'll hope she shows up. We wrote the song for you to sing. Yeah, and so um, she she almost doesn't show up. They're like, the concert's about to start, and she's not there yet. But then, like, they're they're getting psyched, they're getting ready for it, and then she, like, runs into the concert backstage like just panting and breathing hard and she's like did i make it and they all hug her and it's sweet and then it's time for her to sing and so she goes on stage and everyone's in the audience is like oh shit she is here she actually going to be able to sing she's been absent from everything for a couple weeks it was implied Mm -hmm. and so the piano it's like this sad piano song Mm -hmm. and she opens her mouth to sing and then she remembers her brother (laughs) And she chokes, and she chokes on the stage in front of hundreds of people, and, and she can't do playing. it. The song keeps playing, and she's like, I knew I couldn't do it. I knew this wasn't going to work. But then, but then Haruka runs out. She runs onto the stage, and she starts singing yeah. the song. Oh, no, I'm getting teary just thinking about it. Fuck these idols making me cry. And but then basically, everyone one like, by one starts singing the lines. Yeah, so they all, like, kind of come in and start, like, flanking Chihaya on the stage. And it's so cute! And then the music swells, and then Chihaya picks up for the main chorus. Yeah, and it's like, so she's surrounded by her friends, and she's like, no, I can do this. And there's, like, this dramatic, dun-dun-dun, do-do-do-do! And, 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 like, like, she 
fucking nails the it. The song is all oh. about like you know believing in someone else and like standing mm-hmm. by them. And it's, oh. it's very the song's called um, "Promise" yes. in English, and it's just oh my god. And so the thing about Chihaya is she arguably has the best voice yes. out of any of the characters, like technically. And she does and get a lot she, of ballads and solos when, when she's in. Yeah, songs. A, a lot of her songs are very like kind of lyrical and dramatic, mm-hmm. and the song is no exception. But goddamn, she just fucking nails it and it's awesome and she's crying and all the other idols are crying crying. and everybody and i'm crying crying. (laughs) like oh god legit like there's a tear on my face Uh, right now uh, yeah my heart is just like (laughs) it has been nine years since i watched this anime for the first time this scene still gets me this is one that you remember this is like you can watch this scene by itself on YouTube. It's not gonna have the same emotional impact, but just like, ugh, stab you right in the doki right maker, in the heart. right in the fucking doki machine. And this oh, is another God. thing, I guess, with all of this that I also find very interesting with Idolmaster is a lot of the drama. Like, there's some silly drama between the girls, but that's not usually the main drama. You either get this Mm-mm. weird fantastical drama with like Kuroi Productions. Or you get, mm-hmm. like, really sad, really deep plot lines. Like, this is about Yeah, and that's that's consistent throughout, like, Idolmaster and all of its spinoffs. Yes. Because Cinderella they're... Girls has something like this, too. Yes, and I feel like uh, the next big arc towards the end of the series is also something that is a very serious kind of dark feeling. And they pull it off yeah. very well. Yeah. I mean, so my thing is, like, if we're talking about Idolmaster versus some of the spinoffs, I felt like the Cinderella Girls, like end of show drama hits a lot harder mm-hmm. than the end of this show it's still valid yeah, though absolutely and we'll we'll get there we'll get there um we're not done with jihaya's arc yet though yes, no, no sir so that's the end of that episode next episode is chihaya arc part two. part two um so she did well at this one concert and so it you see at the very beginning that she does a tells it all interview mm-hmm. that kind of clears up most of the drama but evil president is not having it. He's determined to sink this ship. I'm gonna take Namco down. He's like, I'm gonna, I will destroy them. And what better time so, at a giant concert with a bunch of fans and also Jupiter's oh, there? Oh yeah, so it's like a, it's a joint concert. It's like a music festival mm-hmm. type thing. And so uh, Jupiter's there and Namco's there, and everyone's kind of excited because it's like Chihai is gonna go on the stage and she's gonna show everyone she can still sing even after being dragged through the mud like this. It's going to be her comeback story. Mm-hmm. But just like the concert in season one, everything starts going wrong. But this time, it's because of sabotage. It's evil president's fault. So f- the first thing that happens is that it's implied this is all through blackmail, but their hair and makeup people just don't show up. But, and so the girls have to do their own makeup. But they're so good because they're just like, oh, we'll do our own and we'll help other people who can't do makeup. And they're just helping Yeah, it's really sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, like Moon Princess Takane helps Chihaya do her makeup. They're and she's so like, good. your color looks a lot better. And she, I'm like, she looks the same because it's anime <laughs> it's and that's an just anime. the color palette. <laughs> but imagine if they airbrushed crappy makeup on top of them. That would be better. Oh, my God. <laughs> But yeah, um, so then it turns out, like, so one of the tech guys comes to their little tent and is like, yeah, your guys' music is fucked. 
and he's being extremely wishy-washy yeah. about it. He's like kind of humming and hawing. Like you can tell he doesn't want to go into it because like he's being blackmailed by evil president to make their stuff not work. And producer's like, I'll come with you. And he's like, oh, well, it's probably not going to do anything. I guess you could try, but I don't know. If I'm and producer's like, I'm going with you. Yeah. So producer runs off to go help with that. And everybody else starts thinking, what can we do without music? Let's just do some like cool MC. We'll do skits for our TV show. Yeah. But Chihaya is a fucking badass. She's like, I and am she's good. like, I'm going to go sing acapella. I'm singing it, but if we don't have music. I came here to do one thing and that's sing. Yeah. And so uh, she does. And it's fucking amazing. She does so so good. you get like. So this song is a very technically difficult song. It's like there's a lot of up and downs in it. And you can hear it in this song because she's singing a cappella for the mm-hmm. first part. And it's like, God damn, she, she's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. But the cool part is um, they're watching this. The tech people are watching this. And the tech guy who is being blackmailed just kind of goes, what am I doing we're bringing in her music when the second chorus comes up and then they do and and then just you she like hits the big note of the chorus and the music goes like and you were crying you were just crying last episode and you're crying and now you're crying again (laughs) and it's dramatic and the audience loses their shit and it's amazing and evil president also loses his shit but it's because he's a bastard man he's a butthole and and Jupiter actually figures out that he was the one fucking with their performance, and they get so mad that they quit. They quit. There and dun, then. Dun dun dun. Jupiter, Jupiter quits. We'll see you next time. Well, we'll see when we do. Yeah, side we'll him. see. We'll we'll see when we. <laughs> you see them at the end of the you show do. for a little bit. They get like a little bit part, but you find more uh, out inside them. Yeah, so th- this only takes up, like, the first two-thirds of the episode. So the last third is kind of like this cute little moment. Um, they stop at a nice restaurant on the way home. Yes. And um, Kotori, the office lady, is actually there. It's She's like a performing. jazz speakeasy bar. Just, like, a bunch of rich yeah. people and politicians S- hanging out there. Yeah, so she's, like, singing. She's the entertainer. She's singing along with this piano player. And um, it... So... An evil president is also there. And the president of Namco's company um, is the one who takes him to this restaurant. And so the two presidents end up sitting next to each other and talking it out. And uh, you found this out in a previous episode, but you get some more information out of them in this, that they used to be partners. Um, They used to be idol managers, but they had a fight about what the best way to manage their idols was, and they split up over that. And it is heavily implied that Kotori, the office assistant, was the idol that they were managing together. So it's it's like a really sweet little moment. Yes. And you kind of are like, okay, I think we're done with Evil President yes, now because he's lost Jupiter. Um, we're done with his bullshit yes. now. And he's just hanging out at this bar with all these other people. With all these other drunk bastards. And the Namco chilling. president brought all of these young girls into this bar. But hey, you get to watch Kotori yep. sing. Yeah, so it's you know. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, we mentioned that every episode has a different ending song. So this ending, this episode's ending is a song by Kotori. So she good. actually has a couple of little image songs. And I actually really like it's this so song. Cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's called uh, Sora, which is sky. And it's it's really sweet. It's got, like, all these little fluttery little piano at the beginning. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's a very cute song. 
But yeah, so the next episode is the Christmas, Christmas. episode. I hope everyone gets to be together for Christmas. They do. They do. Spoilers, they that, do. <laughs> they're, okay, for real, there's not a lot happening in this episode. It's just Haruko wants to have a party, but everyone's busy. But then they're through the power of friendship, they're able to get together the for a Christmas party at the end of the episode. The power of friendship and producer being really good. Because he just kind of yeah. manages their schedules like crazy and is like, hey, we'll mm-hmm. do this. Is like, we, you want to have a party? We'll have a party. Let's do it. I will do anything for my girls. Yep. But this is our one lighthearted sandwich episode between the drama breads. Yes. So we had our Chihaya drama and then that wrapped up. We had the Christmas episode, but now we get into more drama because yes. the, ep- the, the series is almost over. And I would say have- this episode does kind of imply that girls are really busy now. So all of them, yeah. life has changed. Yeah, the, the Christmas episode yes, does. Christmas episode does. Life has changed from season one. Mm-hmm. They're all- and like, it's it's been like six months for them. Mm-hmm. They're because all they, they start in the summer and it's now like Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. And they're all on billboards. They're in commercials. They're working like crazy. Uh, Ryugo Komachi's song is on the radio. Yes. There's like a little montage of Haruka listening to the radio and just like looking around at all the ads and magazines that everyone is in. They're all so talented. Mm-hmm. It's like good beans, but being busy is also a negative. Yes, it is. And that leads into so the So they, yep. So episode 23, we're two away from, well, three away from the end. There's three more episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So they have a New Year's concert coming up. Um, and so they've started doing rehearsals for the New Year's concert. Um, but. Oh, my God. You know what I just realized? What? When is this New Year's concert? Because a lot of drama happens between the Christmas episode and the New Year's concert. True. But there's, those two holidays are only a week apart. There's a lot of drama that happens in one week. Yeah, and it's implied that Haruka's out of commission for several days. Did they just start rehearsing after Christmas for a New Year's show? Maybe this is at the same time? Maybe this is next year? Uh, <laughs> Maybe? I, I think I just found a... I think I accidentally just found a you plot hole in this show. Chinese New Year. Lunar New Year. They're doing it in February. You know, you know what? Yep, we're gonna go with it's that. We're gonna New go Year with show. that. <laughs> We're we're gonna ignore the fact that I'm pretty sure on the on like a magazine or an ad or something it says it's on like actual New Year's, Oops. but we'll just we'll just pretend plus, that it's Lunar New Year. Plus Christmas episode. Didn't they say that Hibiki and somebody else, like Makoto, had something to do on New Year's that they like were doing rehearsals for? Uh no, they were doing it on Christ- oh, Christmas Eve. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So plot holes aside, accidental plot hole discovery aside, one year later, um, no time has passed. But uh, yeah, so they've got a concert coming up, but everyone's so busy, they're having trouble making it to rehearsals. So like Haruka shows up to rehearsal and only like two or three people are there. And she's trying really hard to make every single rehearsal. So she's like rehearsing for other things early in the morning so she can make it for Namco rehearsal later. She's but then everyone. hardly anyone, but then hardly any anyone shows up for Namco rehearsal. Or sometimes it gets canceled. Yeah, and it's just like she keeps trying her hardest, but she can't get everyone to come together. And it and makes her really sad. <laughs> she just gets really depressed. 
and to the point where she kind of has like a mental break. Yeah, Haruka, um, which is tough too because she's always the character throughout the series who's the happy person who cheers people up. And then when she's mm-hmm. sad, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, you made the happy one cry. Now shit's real. Now it's real. Yep. Um, so Haruka and Miki are competing for the lead role in this new musical. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because they're both cast in the musical, but how well they do at rehearsals is going to decide who's the main character and who's the side character. Doesn't seem efficient, but sure. Not really. It's like, you'd think you'd figure that out before rehearsals start. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so they're, um, oh, and then I have a note in here. Are these still kids still going to school? Because, like, they're showing, like, even the babies who should be in, like, middle and high school are just at jobs, like, 24-7. They're probably living that child star life. Something, yeah. Yeah, doing doing work and homeschooling. That's what the famous people do, right? Yeah, you see, like, some of the characters in their school uniforms in previous episodes, but by this point in the show, it implies that they're just not going to school yeah, anymore. Probably just, they probably are home being homeschooled. Maybe you're probably. a producer. You're going to think about it, yeah. Anyway, so they're doing rehearsals for this musical, and um, Miki is doing very well. So she, she seems like she's going to be the one to take the lead in this show. Um, and at some point, Haruka kind of, like, is sitting with her and they're talking and she's like, let's both do our best. And Miki's like, no, I want to win. Yeah, she's like, I'm doing this because I want to be good. It's like, I want to be the lead in this musical, so I'm going to try and do it. And I don't think it's fair of you to say that we should both do our best. Yeah. And it's like, damn, Miki! Shit! Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Haruka's just, like, real depressed over this. Mm-hmm. And she's she feels like her world's kind of falling apart. Yes. Everything and, that was um, normal for her is gone. And then the cherry on top of the depression Sunday is that she's talking to the producer and um, she she's trying to convince the producers like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. It's OK. It's OK. I'm fine. And she like kind of gets up and wanders onto the stage and she's just like trying to back up away from the producer as he's walking towards her, trying to get her to like tell him what's wrong. And, and she falls in the trap door, but well, she she also she almost falls mm-hmm. in the trap door, but she's like stuck there, kind of like half stumbling into this trap door for a couple seconds. Producer has just enough time to get to her, grab her wrist, throw her out of the trap hole, but ends up falling in himself. And the episode ends with and- him in the hospital. Yeah, so Haruka hits the ground, and then you just hear this boom. And then you hear then stuff about the surgery panicking. going well, and that his head should be okay. And you're like, did he crack his skull? Yeah. So basically, like the ending of this episode, it's a cliffhanger on sh- producer got sent to the emergency Producers room, and they had to do emergency surgery in bad shape. And this is a dark turn for a cute idol show. Right? Like <laughs> It's like you almost killed your producer. You almost killed your producer. You don't see your friends anymore. And the people you thought were your friends are your rivals now. Yeah. And so, like, the this episode ends on, like, the end credits, like, picture slideshow is just fucking sadness. Yeah. So then episode 24 starts as the second to last episode. Haruka and is it's depressed. kind of a weird one. This yes. is the Haruka episode. Yes. So she blames herself for what happens to the producer. She's already depressed because 
her friends are drifting apart and she's like, the concert's going to go poorly if we can't all get together mm-hmm. to practice. And you find out um, also that she got the lead role. Oh, yeah. She uses her depression powers to act super good. And then she ends up getting the lead role instead of Miki. Yes. Which on the one hand, good for you. But on the other, oh, no. Oh, no. Because, like, the, her dialogue in the play is kind of reminiscent of her inner dialogue yes. during this whole part. And she's like, we used to we used to be together, but now those those days are gone. What happened to us? Yes. And it's like, oh, oh baby. Haruka. She's sad. She's, She's sad. a sad bean. Um, but, yeah, and so she ends up talking to Ritsuko, asking to take time off of work. And Ritsuko's like, that's not very responsible. You can't do that. And Miki kind of says the same thing. But then Haruka's like, she just kind of has like this mental breakdown. And it's it's not like a crying, screaming breakdown, but she's just like, she's kind of smiling, but she looks miserable yeah, like and she just starts crying. And she's like, nothing. what? She just, she's just dead inside yeah. and she just starts crying. Haruka. And she's like, what? She's like, what's, I don't know what's going on. And so they let her take Which some time again, off. Which again, she's always the happy one. So And so when the happy one's fucked up, you know that shit's bad. Yeah, this is like Cinderella Girls too. Ugh. Yeah, we'll get to we'll Cinderella, get Cinderella Girls. Girls. That's a whole other oh, kettle of fish. Oof. Like that Cinderella Girls isn't one of the Idolmaster spin-offs that actually did get its own anime. And there's a similar arc at the end of that one, but personally that one hits way harder Idol for Master's me. Idolmaster is just good at pulling those feels out. Just in general. It just punch, punch, punch. Just punch, punch, punch. But yeah, like this one's a little bit weaker for me because if you look at the bare bones of it, it's just girl is sad that she can't hang out with her friends. Sure. But it still hurts, and, like, you feel that, you know? Anyway, so during her kind of depression spiral, she ends up going out of her house, yeah. and she bumps into Jupiter. She does. Hello. And they're like, what are you um, doing around here? And she's, and she's like, like, what are you doing here? And they're like, we have a show at this tiny place, but we're at least better off because we're not with nasty jerk asshole. Yeah, so they have signed on with a new company, and uh, so they don't. The new company doesn't really have money for them to do new, sh- like big shows. So they're just doing little shows in the park now. Yeah. Um, but he was something he said to Haruko was something along the lines of, "Wow, you must really have it easy if you're getting so much fame, but you have time to take time off, or something like that." And she's like, "Well, goodbye." He's like, "Well." Bye. (laughs) Good luck with your thing, I guess. But then she ends up in a park, and there's a bunch of little kids. Okay, so this scene is cute, but it's also very strange. It's really kind of weird, but it's also cute. It's extremely metaphorical, or at least you hope it's metaphorical, because otherwise she does kidnap a child. (laughs) That's true, she just brings (laughs) her with her. So so do you want to tell what happens in this little scene? Well, so all the little kids go up, and they're like, hey, are you Haruka? And she's like, uh, are you that idol? And they're like, you are. And they kind of take her and they're like, OK, we're going to just sing all of your songs and we're going to mm. sing all of uh, Namco's songs. And then she starts imagining each of the girls as like each of the little kids as the other girls in Namco Pro. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, she act-, like in her Harko's head is like, oh, this person looks like or acts like Makoto with Yori and the way they argue. Mm-hmm. And then she looks. And this down. person, this little kindergartner, reminds me of these other friends yes. that I have. And then she looks down at one of the girls, and they're like, and she's like, and this one reminds me of me. And so she's just like holding hands with what now looks like this tiny baby version of herself, exact same hairstyle, just shorter. And she's just like, like little girls, just like I want to be an idol like you when I grow up. 
Uh-huh. And so then she Haruka leaves with the child. With with the child. She just kidnaps this kid that looks exactly and like her. Yeah, so she just kind of runs off with the baby version of herself, and then she's, like, on a train for a while, and then she's just kind of walking around, and they eventually meander over to the concert hall where their show's gonna be. And she walks into the and- clothes version of herself. Well, no, so um, so the baby version of Haruka turns into the oh, yeah, idol version it. of Haruka, yes. and she's like, all. I like being an idol because I get to sing with everyone. And then she just kind of like get so Haruka's thing at the beginning of the show was she gave the producer a little caramel candy so to give him like energy, like good produ- producer energy. Mm-hmm. And so then in this scene, the uh, idol version of the idol hallucination version of Haruka gives real Haruka like a little caramel candy, and it's and then she disappears. Yes, and it's like okay. Where's that child I kidnapped? Where's the child I kidnapped? <laughs> Is the candy still there? Uh, good question. We never get to Am find I out. And a so then, is this the real yeah, life? It, or is this an animal? Spoilers! Spoilers! This is perfect blue. This is perfect blue. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh God. How do canal run? Whoa. The kid's got a knife. Whoa. <laughs> you haven't seen Perfect Blue, no, right? I haven't. I'm excited mm-hmm. for you to talk about that one. Yeah, oh, spoilers. Podcast spoilers. Podcast spoilers. Uh, but yeah, so uh, she, the next shot we see of her is her running through the city. She's running for some reason. Yeah. And uh, she sees like um like a big TV screen at the top of the building. And who is it? It's everyone it's but all her. Of her. It's everyone but her. They got together without her. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> but actually they're cute. Yeah, it's cute. They're like, we've got a concert coming up and you all should all come and watch it. Oh, but hey, by the way, Haruka, if you're watching this, we love you. Come back. We're at our spot. And then we're at our usual place, our office. Come rehearse with us. The concert's like tomorrow and we haven't practiced at all. And also we started practicing four days ago? Question mark? Timelines? we just never told you. Yeah. There's like some interspersed scene of Chihaya talks to the president and gets everyone's schedules moved yes. around so they can all rehearse together, which you think would be a higher priority. Right. If you've got a major concert coming up and you like, come on, man. Come on. That shit's important and you seriously can't manipulate their schedules enough to make it so that they can go to rehearsal for this big fucking show Seems they're going to do. Mm-hmm. 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 But nope, that photo shoot in the park is way more important. It's pretty important. That ping pong, that televised ping pong game is really important. I mean, sports. Oh God, we brought it back we to sports. We brought it back to sports. We brought it back to sports. Anyway, so now Haruka's done being sad. So now it's time for the finale episode. They're going to sing together. A bunch. Yeah, so it, like this this whole episode is basically the, the next concert. Yeah. Um, but we start with producer... He's still in the hospital, but he's at least, like, conscious now. Yes. And he's got, like, the head bandages on. It's, like, one of his feet's broken. And uh, office assistant Kotori comes to visit him. And then he asks her to sneak him out of the hospital. Yep. Like, a week before he's supposed to get discharged. Because like, he really, really, really wants to go to the I concert. I want to watch my girls. Yeah. And everyone's like, should you be here? You look terrible. And he's like, probably not, but it's fine. He's like, thumbs up with his arm in a cast. Basically. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so he shows up. And then it's cool because if you look at the first concert versus mm-hmm. this one, um, there's like some visual differences. So like in the first concert that was focused on Ryugu Komachi, um, 
each girl had a big box for their fan mail and there was like this little tiny box off to the side for the rest of the girls and it's like empty but then in this concert like not only do they all have their own individual boxes for fan letters they also each have like giant flower bouquets that were delivered by like their fans and it's oh it's so cute it's like oh babies they made it they're big idols now But yes, and then we get to the big song and dance number of this episode. Dance and And the dance is actually a combination of both openings. Yeah, I didn't notice that, Star. Well, yeah, so it's like ready and change. Yes. And so it, like, special edition is what they call it in the show. When when they play a song insert in the show, like a little title card will come up on the bottom Mm -hmm. and it's really cute. Um, And so this one's like ready and change. Yes. And so, like, the opening verse is ready, but then for the bridge, they switch to change, mm-hmm. and then they do... It, it's, it kind of goes back and forth between the cool songs, and they actually mesh together really yes, well. Yes, they really do. And the funny thing about... Okay. Like, the funny thing about this sequence is that the dances are animated extremely well, but it is also definitely recycled dance animations from both of the Oh, openings. yes. For sure. <laughs> Um, but the one, the PS de resistance, and is actually this. This shot is what got me into mm-hmm. Idolmaster because you showed camera. this to oh, me. Oh, so good! It just goes through. There's oh, a there's a giant moving camera shot that pans over like every single character, and it's all animated in 2D. It's amazing. Like the back the background's on 3D, but all mm-hmm. the characters are still in 2D despite this huge fucking bonkers camera move. And all of the characters it, in different outfits. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, they're all, they're not even in the same outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, they all have their own individual costumes. Mm-hmm. And, like, they all match. They're a matched set, but they don't have, like... But they move differently, like, yeah. They move differently. They all have different shapes to them. And, like, all the characters have super different hair and, like, body styles. And it's wild to see this thing animated. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, it, it it almost gives off a vibe of, like, a cute Japanese idol version of the big camera move from Beauty and the Beast yes, that was so revolutionary. Yes, it does remind me of that. Because it, like, it starts at the top and kind of it works its in. way down yeah. while, like, panning to the side. Yes. It's a brilliant camera move. And it's bonkers. Mm-hmm. It, it's really cool Just to watch. Cin- cinematography in all of these large shots. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Um, but, yeah. And so it's just, like, a really well done little concert scene. And um, you get, like, some interesting shots from, like, the audience's mm-hmm. perspective. They do so good. And they do so good. They do so good. And so it's, it's very pretty. Like... If you're not invested in watching the entire series of Idolmaster, I would recommend watching episode seven, which is the Azusa Watch episode. Watch the Azusa wedding episode. It's so good. Is, is it seven or eight? I think it's eight. It might be eight. Yeah. So watch episode eight, which is the Azusa episode, um, and both concert episodes. Oh, yes. And, and just the, the Chihaya song. <laughs> and, and the Chihaya scene. If you look, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. If you look up Idolmaster, the song name in Japanese is Yakusoku. Um, which means promise in Japanese, and that scene isolated is on YouTube, um, unless they take it down again. Yes, Ugh. but but it's, just you like, can watch it on Crunchyroll. You can watch it on Crunchyroll. Yeah, we're not but, advertising because we're paid. We're advertising because it pays the creators. We're not we're not sponsored. Not we sponsored. just use this service. Mm-hmm. Or you could buy the DVDs or Blu-rays. Oh, those are so expensive, though. I know. They're really expensive. Japanese DVDs are, like, redonkulous expensive. Oof. Oof. But, yeah. Um, And then, so they actually have two songs, but only the first song is really choreographed. The second song 
is a new song mm-hmm. and um they actually changed the name of the song between the anime and the game oh spilled the tea um, which is interesting so um in the anime they call it however or it's like however f- near however far or something like that um in but the actual name of the song is we're forever right um, so they changed the title of the song between when it showed up in the anime and when it showed up as DLC in the video game. So, I don't know. Oh, secrets. <laughs> but yeah, it's a cute song, and they have different outfits for this bit, and you and I actually cosplayed these. We did, these. and I know the song dance. Yeah, they're very cute. They have, like, the little blue bodice with, like, the little coattails little in the stars. front and the back. Little stars And, for like, Starla. double, yeah, double layered, like, little star, uh, little circle skirts. And it's very cute. It's very And they've cute. got, like, a little... A little pink sash. They're very cute. Yes. These are like some iconic outfits. Mm-hmm. They're very precious. Um, but yeah, so this song is really just like a montage. Yes, all the memories like, of the girls and them working and the trials they went through. Yeah, it's just all recycled shots from the um, from the anime. But it's really sweet because it's like, look how far we've yeah, come. Yeah, it's like the show's over. Look at all the things they did. Aren't you happy? Look at uh, look at what we look at how far we've come. Welcome look at the to babies. Idle Hell. <laughs> give us your money us now your money. <laughs> but yeah and so after the concert's over they still have like five minutes of screen time left mm-hmm. and so they all go on like a little cherry blossom picnic yeah. and because it's spring and it's very cute and somehow they have time in their schedules to do it to just go on a little picnic Hobby yeah time. go on a little flower viewing picnic yeah. but yeah it's it's super sweet and then that's the end of idol master oh the idol master babies Yay, we did it. We finished it. So there actually is one more episode, mm-hmm. but it's not on it's not on Crunchyroll. Oh, Have you seen this? I don't know if I've seen this episode. So it's like a it's like an OVA. Oh. It's just like an extra mystery twenty six episodes. It's just like a bunch of little skits. Oh, cute! Tell me about it, Star. Okay, yeah. So um, I I wasn't able to find it before this, but a lot of the individual skits are on YouTube. Oh. Um, and so some, half of them I watched recently, half of them I'm just doing from memory. Um, there's one where Azusa gets the hiccups. Oh no. And so some of the girls are like trying to scare her into not having hiccups anymore. And then there's one that just shows Miki like falling asleep in weird places. That sounds about so right. She, she's like on a stage for a concert doing really well and then it hard cuts to her like asleep in the dressing room <laughs> sounds about right sounds about right <laughs> yeah, for she, me she, sleep- she sleeps a lot and um there's chihaya makoto yukiho and haruka all do karaoke and chihaya takes it way too seriously <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i i would that be probably- intimidating intimidated to have to do karaoke with chihaya that would be like a i don't think i'm gonna sing this time you can go yeah well well that one's actually fun because the caveat of that little scene is that um the karaoke place actually gives scores and i went to a couple karaoke Mm -hmm. places like this where like at the end of the song it grades you on how well you did and chihaya has never been to karaoke and so she watches all the other girls sing and get really good scores but then she tries to sing and she gets like really bad scores and so she's like fuck you machine and she just sings a whole bunch of songs trying to get her score to go up but by the time she gets a perfect 100 score she turns around like everybody everybody look i did it and they're just like passed out in the chairs they're like we're, we're, we're done it's like we're tired and we want to go home now chihaya oh. <laughs> and then there's also um 
a couple of the girls go to like a revolving sushi place mm. and Jupiter is there. And so they just kind of fuck with each other for a couple That's minutes. That's really funny. I love that. It's, I have it's to pretty catch cute. That one. that one specifically is on YouTube. If you one. look up Idolmaster Revolving Sushi Battle, you'll find I, that little sketch. That it's it's very cute. It's like Takane versus Jupiter, like eating sushi. That's really funny. And Takane doesn't know what revolving sushi is, so she just imagines a bunch of individual pieces of sushi spinning around. It's like, oh. <laughs> I love it. That's what it's like it's on the moon. It's very cute. Yeah. It's like on the moon, we just have, we have sushi that just stays in place. Yeah, because it just floats. Yeah. That's why. There's no gravity on the moon, you know. <laughs> Up in space. <laughs> Up in space. But yeah, so that's that's the Idol Master. That's the Idol Master, and this is big the, dokies. This we is did it. The Idol anime that got you into Idol Hellstar, correct? Yes, dragged me by both ankles into the hell pits, and now where you I'm own- still, I'm coming to you live from the hell pit. And now you own almost every single Makoto figure that exists. Oh God, I'm still missing a few. My holy grails. Your holy grails. <laughs> Maybe we'll find them. I like in the next. Uh, year or so while we're doing this <laughs> idol oh, anime yeah, you, it might motivate you <laughs> oh god but yeah so now that we have finished uh what are your final thoughts on idol masters final thoughts on idol masters uh i loved it initially but again i am a big cute girls doing cute things fan <laughs> she is i too. really am i really find this to be one of the more i feel like influential idol shows i feel like you get a lot of story beats that end up in a lot of future idol shows Mm -hmm. and also really well animated really engaging i really like the fact that you do get time to focus on each girls like it starts out with Mm -hmm. a very large cast which seems very intimidating but it's very overwhelming it's very overwhelming at first but as you go through you really do get what feels like personal time with each of the girls which i really enjoy Mm -hmm. while still kind of driving the whole feeling of they're all improving, they're all getting better, and they're all bettering themselves mm-hmm. in their hearts, even when they're just chilling <laughs> or wearing clothes or crashing a wedding. I'm just proud of them. Mm-hmm. Overall thoughts, beans. I'm proud of the beans. They're good beans, they're good and beans. you should be proud of them. I'm so proud of them. Yeah. What are your thoughts, my, my, Yeah, so my thing about this show is... You know me, I'm very critical sometimes, mm-hmm. like especially of idol shows because I consider it a genre that I love very much. But You're I'm also expert. the type uh, idol expert. Idol expert. That was the sound of light reflecting dramatically off my anime glasses. Oh, I thought you were cocking your shotgun. <laughs> that too. It's a shotgun filled with glitter, and anyone who gets hit by it becomes an idol immediately. Amazing. So that's that's a prop that I have. Here in Texas, we just have those. That sounds about Don't right. Don't try this at home. That <laughs> sounds right. Yeah. But so my thing is like, like I mentioned, my backstory with the show is, and this whole franchise is very odd because when I first watched this show, I kind of hated it. I watched, I think, the first two episodes after you recommended it to me and I got bored like immediately. And I was like, why would anyone watch this? This is not very good. But the only reason I got back into Idolmaster and the only reason that any of this happened was um, I had a knitting project. (laughs) And I don't knit very good, but this was my first major knitting project. And I finally got to a point where I was good enough at knitting that I didn't have to look at what I was doing. And then I just had my hands occupied and my brain needed stimulation. And I'm like, well, what's an anime that I haven't finished yet? 
There's that one that Sarah recommended to me like two months ago that I never actually watched more more of. And here I you are. I guess I'll watch this. And then... Down into hell you went. Into the hell pit. Down into the hell pit. <laughs> yeah, like, so when I recommend the show to people, it comes with a grain of salt of watch the first six episodes because episode six is the intro to Ryugo Komachi. And by that point, it's kind of got the plot hooks going. And so you can kind of get a better idea of where it's going to go from here. It's not just cute girls doing cute stuff. It's cute girls with ambition doing cute things to get better and improve their careers. But they're also cute. They're also very cute, but like they're, it's all carbs, basically. They're cute, but there's not a lot of like veggies in that sandwich. (laughs) And so it's not going to hold you over very long. Just like that time you only ate bagels. Shut up. My scurvy story has nothing to do with this, okay? (laughs) That's fair. Oh, God, don't bring up my college eating habits. But anyway, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a show that I am surprised I fell in love with as hard as I did. And I definitely, there are definitely some parts of it that I don't like. Um, but I think that you can like something and still point out where it could have been better. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that pointing out flaws in a show means that you love it less. Yes. If anything, it just makes me want to look at shows critically for things that like other shows in the same genre do, what they do well, what they do poorly, how is it implemented better or worse in other shows. It's it's a really interesting like little puzzle mm-hmm. to see what focuses different people, different directors put on different characters and like what character types are in these shows and how they play off of yes. each other, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. I talked for a long time and hardly brought up idols at all just now, but point is... I like idol shows because I like cute girls in cute outfits singing cute songs, and this show has a lot of that. Heck yeah. And we like good animation and pretty art. We do. Mm -hmm. We do like that. So one thing with the art style is um, at certain angles, it does look like their eyes are floating off the side of their faces a little bit. It's a little goofy sometimes. It gets a little liquidy um, occasionally, but overall, I do really enjoy this art style. They don't fuck around with like putting weird gradients on everything. Mm -hmm. It's like very sharp cell shading, and it looks really good. Yes. I like it. Very stylish. I have so many posters in my bedroom. I am aware. I had I had to do a video chat into work the other day. Oh. And there was not a single spot in my bedroom that I could sit where you did not see Idolmaster posters in the background. It's bad. Amazing. It's um so I, I told everyone at the start of the conversation, I'm like, yeah, there's not a single spot in my room where I can sit and you won't see cute anime girls on the wall. So we're just gonna have to deal with this. And they were like, Okay, that's fair. There you go. Now they know. They know your dark secrets. They know my dark secrets. But yeah, so that's that's Idolmaster. Yay. Uh, I think it's a very fun show. I think it was a good intro to our new Idol anime podcast. It's our intro uh, into Idol Hell. It's our intro into Idol Hell, and it's also an Idol show that I think more people should watch. Yes. If you like Idol anime, I would highly recommend this one. Watch it. Because like... We just went through blow by blow of what happens in each episode, but there's still a lot of, like, really cute gags and, like, sweet character moments that we didn't really touch on. And also, if, like us, you remember watching it back in 2011, but you haven't seen it since, you should pick it up and watch it again. It's a really quick watch. It. Yeah, because they're, like, they have a movie now. Oh, yes. That we should, we need to watch the movie at some point, because I've only seen it once. The movie has my best girl in it. Oh, 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 oh. Only a little bit. Only a little bit, a little but, bit. you know. Yeah, you thought you thought thirteen idols oh, was a wait. lot. How about like <laughs> about how many Sankyu? are there now? Like eighteen? What? There's so many. How many like new girls do they add in the movie? Well, there's like, uh, three like sets eight? of thirteen. Oh, in the movie, yes, like eight. 
I thought you're talking yeah, about they're, Million they're, Life. Yeah, so you you <laughs> thought the cast was already bloated. Ho ho ho! You haven't seen nothing yet. But yeah, I that's Idol Master. All right, friends. So, um, just general podcast housekeeping talk. I think. Yes. So at the time of recording this, we have not figured out our um update schedule for these. Um, I think we should try to aim for like at least one episode a month. Yeah. Um, and also, so I'm probably going to be posting these, like, I'll post update announcements on Twitter until we kind of get our footing. Heck yeah. Um, I'll, and wherever you're watching or listening to this now, we will probably continue to update there. So just keep your eyes on this page for the next episode. We haven't (laughs) listened to that podcast with your eyes closed. Um, but yeah, so I know what show i want to do next Mm -hmm. so i think next we're going to take on individual yes series and we will like sarah's going to watch a show and tell me about it and then i'm going to watch a show and i'm going to tell her about it and then maybe we will come back together and watch a show together after that yes um but i've already decided on my next show and i've actually already watched it (gasps) and taken notes oh i see star i'm ahead of the game because i was bored last night i'm so excited Um, (laughs) um you mentioned, do you want to hint at what your next show is going to be? Have you decided yet? I, I don't know yet. Ooh. I know. So it'll be mm-hmm. a surprise for so both it's, of us. Seems like there's a chance that I might be going next. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, my next thing, I think I've told you which one I want to do next. But my hint is, your hint is it's an older piece of media. And it's actually not a show. It's a movie. Ooh. Wonder what it's gonna be. Ooh, spooky. So, yeah, that's your hint. Uh, we will see you guys next time. See you next live. Oh, God. I thought Is that what? gonna be our sign Wouldn't out? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, let's keep it. I let's like do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've been lady. <laughs> Say no. See you next live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.